0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 20 of Wonderfilled Week. I am your host, Caitlin Corey. Today I have on a fan favorite, Julie Rakowskis, to join me for 20 questions for episode 20 in 2020. How appropriate. Welcome, Julie. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I love this. I love that it's 2020 and episode 20. And as you know, I just love being on Wonderfeld. So thanks for having me back again.
0: I feel you're officially a co-host at this point, and I could not love that anymore.
1: Oh my God. I think I was just offered a new job and I accept. I
0: think it should be at the top of your resume. (laughs) Okay. So I figured this episode could just be kind of light and fun. I've had some really good episodes lately, but some, you know, heavier topics. And so I thought this might be a nice palate cleanser to mix it up. So since you are a repeat guest, um, and people are getting to know you more and more, why not, uh, ask 20 questions to get to know you even more. And then you can ask me the same and people can get to know me and it will just sort of be light and fun.
1: I love it. I'm so excited for this.
0: So I think we decided we'll alternate and just dive right in, right?
1: Okay, perfect. We'll alternate. And then if we have the same... So Caitlin and I don't know each other's questions, which is fun. And I think going to be fun because we've been such good friends for so long. So I'm interested to hear some of your answers to this. So let's say if maybe if we have the same question, we'll we'll both answer, go for it.
0: Perfect. Okay. Imagine if they were all the same. That would be, that would be hilarious. That would be epic. Okay. First question. Best advice you've ever received.
1: Okay. Well, that is also on my list.
0: (laughs) We're off to a great start. (laughs) You go first.
1: I'll go first. Best advice I've ever received. So I, I can pinpoint this. Um, And it was the same advice from two different people. It was when I was graduating college where I was fortunate enough to meet you, and I was trying to decide if I should get a job, go to grad school, and I had this opportunity to attend a postgraduate program in London, and I was really torn about going. I had studied abroad there, and I loved it so much, but, you know, it's a very expensive city, and moving out of the country is different than just studying abroad. So I really hummed and hawed for quite some time, and then... I talked to my friend, Rob, um, another great friend from Salve who basically said, um, you've got, if you don't go, you're always going to wonder. Um, and then I was walking on a beach with my mom right after that. And she said the same thing, which was very motivating and helped me to make the decision because I just, I really trusted that I knew she probably wanted me to not leave the country, but for her to be able to, um, you know, put my experience and adventure before that maternal instinct was something that um, I still really appreciate to this day.
0: And I feel like, too, if you hear something twice, I mean, it's really the universe speaking to you, too, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, that, I love that. The best advice I've ever gotten is also from my mom, and she says it all the time, and sometimes I dismiss it because I just can't see it in the moment, but it's but when I really think about it, it, it always makes sense, and I wish that I could do it more. And it's don't sweat the small stuff. And I feel like sometimes I get lost in all the details and all the, the mini worries and the what ifs and the what could go wrongs. And she's always like, Caitlin, stop, like, look at the bigger picture. Don't sweat the small stuff. It's not going to matter. And it's something that I have to like constantly work on. I'm definitely not there yet, but it's always in the back of my mind. Like, don't sweat the small stuff.
1: Yeah, that's great advice from Patty Lou.
0: And once again, just like episode 1, it's Patty Lou's birthday again. Happy birthday, Patty Lou. <laughs> episode 1 and episode 20 we're, I'm with Julie and we're celebrating Patty Lou,
1: which was totally a coincidence.
0: Yeah, I love it. It was meant to be.
1: It was meant it was meant to be. It was a happy and it was a coincidence of fate.
0: Absolutely. Okay, question 2. So now it's your turn. Will right. Okay, I don't know. We we both did question 1, I guess.
1: Okay, so this one's for you, Caitlin. What is your favorite international food?
0: Ooh, okay. Okay, let me think. Well, I always say that I love the Chinese food of the East Coast, and we definitely don't have... um, that's one thing that's lacking out in LA is the Chinese food scene. But since moving here, I've really opened up, I've really been exposed to new and exciting foods that I didn't have on the East Coast. And I think that's something that I, I got a little bit more um, adventurous in my eating. And now I'm really into Indian food. And we have like our favorite little spots down the street. And one thing that I like about where I live in Woodland Hills is that when you drive down Ventura... There are restaurants of, like, every country, I feel. Anything you're craving. Like, we have – like, in things that I didn't see on the East Coast, like, I see Peruvian places. I see, like, things I never saw before. And, like, I may even go into those places and not even know what some of the food is. And I feel like that's really exciting and cool and something that – the older I'm getting, the more adventurous I'm getting. Because, as you know, at my wedding (laughs) – I ate, ch- <laughs> Julie, what did I eat at my wedding?
1: Um, Caitlin, I believe that would be the kids' chicken tenders and fries for
0: a <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I've come a long way in my <laughs> eight years of okay, marriage. yes,
1: yes, but I'm still very proud of that decision that you
0: made. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was like, that was a really good idea. I was staying true to myself by eating chicken tenders and fries. And it's a great wedding food because you can take a bite on the go. You know, yeah. you're not going to sit there with the fork and knife. So yeah, I,
1: you are very strategic.
0: I stand by my chicken tenders and fries, but I'm proud of myself for advancing. So, Okay, question two. A show you've seen every episode of and could watch every day until the end of time.
1: Okay. Um.
0: Because I know you don't like taking my Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime advice. You love to just <laughs> watch the same shows again and again
1: okay let's not forget that I watched four weddings and a funeral which was a high Hulu recommendation from you and I loved it.
0: Okay that's fair.
1: But my answer for this this is tough because I, there are a few different ways I could go um,
0: I want to guess are, Gilmore girls.
1: I know and I have like that it that has always kind of been my go-to Gilmore girls or the office but I have to put an underdog in here and say that Cheers also makes that list.
0: Oh my gosh. Do I know you you at all?
1: I don't know if you know that about me. Have I ever met you? Cheers. So So I grew up watching it with my dad because he loved it. And now I've watched it again as an adult a couple of years ago. And then recently I've been over uh, at my mom and dad's place and he's been watching it. It's just so funny.
0: Have you seen every episode?
1: I've seen every episode.
0: Okay, so my... In laws were visiting for Thanksgiving, and we invited my brother over, of course, for dinner. And we were trying to watch like the Thanksgiving episodes of all the shows. So we watched all the Friends ones. And then my brother, who's only 25, 26, was like, Oh, have you ever seen the Cheers episode, Thanksgiving episode? And I was like, Brian, you're like five. Like, how do you know <laughs> about Cheers? And he, I guess he's seen every episode as well. So maybe that's like a new cool millennial thing is to oh, watch old nice. shows.
1: Oh, my I hope so because I tell people even my age who, who watched it but don't really remember it and I tell them to watch it and I, I feel like it's falling on deaf ears but
0: no I think know. it's going to be like a cool new millennial trend like it's actually like vintage to them or I know we're millennials yeah. too but I'm talking about the younger millennials
1: I'm into it it's so well written it's so quippy and smart and fast and So many beloved characters on there. So I think that's going to be my answer for this. So
0: the episode that he showed us was the Thanksgiving episode, but it was one of the rare ones that wasn't in the bar. It was when they went over to a house and they ended up having a food fight. I'm sure you remember since you've seen all the episodes. Yes, Um,
1: I I do. I believe. Were they at Carla's house? I
0: believe so. Yeah. There may have been wine on Thanksgiving, so it's a little. Someone was
1: a pilgrim.
0: Yeah, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cute blonde one.
1: That would be Diane Cheers.
0: <laughs> as you can see, that was the one and only episode I've ever seen. You
1: may have recognized her, Shelley Long, as the troop leader from Troop Beverly Hills.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, that tracks.
1: So, um, okay, I think it's my turn to ask you. Is yes. Uh huh. Okay. Let's see. I'm going out of order on my list. I'm just picking out ones as we go. Don't so lose track. I, I'm highlighting the ones in red that I've already asked. Okay. What is your favorite
0: app on your phone? Oh, okay. Well, the one I use the most, because I check that little, you know, like you can see the breakdown of what you're spending the most time on. I'm, yep. on, I'm the most time I'm on Instagram, which makes sense because I'm always, I post every day and, you know, trying
2: Absolutely. to get my motivation.
0: But that's not definitely not my favorite one. Um, I really like Headspace this year. Uh, that's something new that I started in January. So that's probably the one I get the most from. And I like that one because, you know, you turn it on you, like, click your meditation, but then you put your phone down. So it's an app that yes. you use um, without staring you at your screen. To, like,
1: really, yeah, you don't have to be, like, plugged right into it, but it's still Definitely.
0: Yeah, But I think the one that I'm super into now and it's my final answer is Audible because I've been um, trying to do a book a month as part of my resolution. And sometimes I can't always read the physical book. There's like, I'm not always able to carve out that time, but I am always sitting in traffic. And so I've been getting books on Audible. So I think my final answer is Audible.
1: That's a great answer.
0: Yeah. I like, I like that one.
1: I'd like to get more into that. I started listening to books on tape um, when I drove from here to Nashville and I couldn't believe what I had been missing out on.
0: Oh, it's the best. And when Ryan and I drove across the country, we listened to um, stand-up comedy all across the country. And that's a good way to pass the time, too. But, yeah, it just makes the car ride so much easier. I can't do the radio all the same songs over and over. And so, yeah, I really like the books on tape. Right now, I just finished the Ross Matthews one, um, Name Drop. That was really good. And now I'm listening to, and right before we started recording, I was sobbing to Jessica Simpson's book open book
1: oh uh, yeah I've been reading a lot of articles about that
0: and sometimes when you hear it in their voice I don't know it just adds another layer which I like I always like yeah they're
1: telling their personal story
0: yeah like you could hear in Jessica Simpson's voice like sometimes it would crack and you could hear like the emotion I think that adds a nice layer to it absolutely okay next question do you have a hidden talent
1: oh um what a good question
0: well, you're a wonderful, amazing singer, but I know that's not a hidden talent because we're all very aware, and some of us force you to sing all the time. <laughs> so, what about a hidden talent? He used
1: to do that to me in college.
0: It's the best. For those Man. of you who don't know, Julie wrote Ryan and my wedding song, Newport Love. Maybe Which I I'll so, maybe I'll link so it. I'll link so it in this episode.
1: Oh, okay. A hidden talent. Okay, well. I can't think of a super cool one off the top of my head. I can make this noise.
0: Are you going to um, make it on this audio platform?
1: Oh, my God. I can make this noise. And as a... Okay, so I'll preface this by saying that as a kid, there was this weird, like, alien-esque noise that we'd go around making. And you made it. You'd, like, cover your hand, cover your mouth with your hand and, like, get the certain shape. But my hidden talent is... I can make the noise without using my hand at all, and it just comes right out.
0: So, uh, If um, you don't make this noise right now, I am turning this recording <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> so I, I sometimes, to be funny, I sing in the noise. So I'm going to do that.
0: Oh, my you. gosh. Is it loud? Should I turn the volume down?
1: Um, I don't think it's that loud. OK, let's it's, hear it. It's, it's, what should I sing? I'll sing, oh, I'll do happy birthday as an ode to We've birthday. been
0: friends for 15 years, and I've never <laughs> heard you do this.
1: You're probably a little nervous right
0: now. What is she going to do? I'm ready. Let's hear it. Patty Lou, happy birthday. Here's your song. This is
1: for Patty Lou. Here we go. Wait, that's Mary Had a Little Lamb. Happy birthday, Patty Lou. Happy
2: birthday.
0: glad I added that question.
1: Wow, I guess Mary Had a Little Lamb is just my default with that <laughs> noise. That was hilarious.
0: Oh my gosh, I don't think I'm going to be able to top that. Let's hear what's next.
1: <laughs> okay, next is, um, let's see, what is the most spontaneous thing you've ever done?
0: Hmm, I want to say after our wedding, moving across the country.
1: Yeah, just like that
0: pa- yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty good. Packing it up, um, instead of taking a honeymoon, we just packed our Ford Focus, which is a small car, and just moved out here with no jobs, no apartment, no plan, no you know our wedding money. We were like Bonnie and Clyde, just coming out here with a bag of money. Um, that was pretty spontaneous. I'm trying an absolute to- dream. I think a lot of my spontaneous like little mini adventures though are with you. Like I feel like you're always down for like
1: that's why I love this question so much I'm always down yeah you
0: really are always down and I feel like if I was like let's just go you'd be like totally a rider and that's always fun so I feel like we have fun adventures um
1: you we spontaneously went to Mystic Connecticut one weekend do you remember this oh yeah probably 10 years ago nine years ago and I still, you you're, you might not remember this, but I will forever remember it. We were in Mystic, Connecticut, and we were getting ready to go out, and I had, like, blow-dried my hair, and and I was complaining about how flat it was. And you're like, you have to flip your head over and then toss it back and, like, tousle it, and it gives it volume. And I did that, and I was amazed at how much volume it gave my hair. And I still do that trick to that day, and oh I think gosh. of you in our spontaneous adventure to Mystic.
0: You are so welcome.
1: Thank you. so you changed. you changed my
0: life. Ch- it, f- it feels changed. that way. Yeah, no, I think that, oh, that's so fun. I, rem- I don't remember that specific part of it. So I love that you do. And I love, that's one of the many uh, amazing parts of our 15 year friendship is like things like that to remind each other. Um, yeah, no, I feel like I am spontaneous. I'm always down. I just need, I guess I just need to be asked to do something and I'll do it.
1: <laughs> you are down
0: you're very open-minded that way yeah I mean and I I really do dive into things this might be this isn't maybe not good I dive into things pretty head first. like I remember I was a waitress at Amrine's and on a Friday night I got a, a Facebook message to start a teaching job on Monday and I was like sure down <laughs> that sounds good yeah Let's I mean I I had my degree I was waitressing And I just, uh, yeah, on Friday I was a waitress, and on Monday I was a teacher. And I just feel like I'm, you know, I'm open.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And that, I mean, that was a great decision for you at
0: that time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, one thing you can't live without.
1: One thing I can't live without. Okay, uh, let's see. A hundred things just spring to mind. Mm -hmm. But if I had to pick one, and I'm going to recuse myself from, like, friends family oh yeah you all know I love you obviously I can't live without you but I'm not gonna pick you right now because I'm trying to keep things a little more interesting absolutely the ocean sounds cliche but it's true Uh, I mean let's see if I had to think of like an everyday essential a water bottle sounds really boring huh
0: but it's true
1: I think it's true it's
0: It's true true. you're such a water drinker you always have been a water drinker Back when I, get,
1: I I get super crabby if I'm dehydrated, so a water bottle is my answer.
0: Yeah, back when I used to drink like four ounces of water a day and had kidney stones. <laughs> you yeah, were
1: I'm always shaming.
0: encouraging <laughs> me to drink more water.
1: That's right, encouraging, not shaming. That's not shaming.
0: No, you would never.
1: <laughs> never.
0: Okay, water bottle. Water bottle ocean. Okay, water. Very liquid themed.
1: Yeah, I am I guess I am a water child. Okay. Well, what do I have for you here? What? Hmm. What is the most beautiful view
0: that you've ever seen? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, it's not the most beautiful view I've ever seen. I will get there, but every day when I look out of our apartment um, sliding doors, we have a mountain view in California, and that's something that I like. Every day it looks different to me depending on the weather and like how clear or foggy it is. And that is like something that I don't take for granted every day when I look at it. Because when we were moving into this building, we waited an extra month to get this one, to get this unit, because it was Mountain View. And so because we waited and because it was something we wanted, um, I do appreciate that every day. And I I look out there while I'm drinking my coffee every day. And so that's like a nice day-to-day view that I like to take in.
1: That's so lovely because a lot of people would take that for granted. So it's great that you can be intentional about seeing that beauty
0: every day. Yeah, and it's really, like, so amazing because, like, when the sun's rising, it looks one way, and then at night, it's, like, all p- It looks, like, pink when the sun is setting. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. So it's kind of, like, many views in one. So that's, like, my day-to-day favorite one. I'm trying to think otherwise. Um, you know, we don't travel, like, a ton out of California, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been to a few fun places in California, like Catalina Island, Coronado Island, San Diego. Um, I guess, I'll beautiful. Just, yeah, I guess I would just say my most beautiful views have been in California, and they've just been like sort of all over. Even just like driving down this one particular street in Beverly Hills, it's lined on both sides with palm trees, and. No matter how many times I drive down that street, I literally pull over to take pictures or videos every time. I love that. Yeah, because it's like it never gets old. Literally, if you if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sorry that I do this all the time. <laughs> palm trees never get old to me.
1: They're beautiful. They're, I love
0: them. They're so beautiful. And, and the one thing about California that I was surprised by when I moved here is I did expect it to all be palm trees, but there's actually so many diverse trees here. And so it really is just a very stunning state. I have to say.
1: Yeah, and it's nice that they can still kind of retain that unique beauty for you, being someone who grew up on the East Coast, because obviously we don't have palm trees here. So it's also nice that those just those don't just fade into the background for you, that you still notice and appreciate how unique they are.
0: Oh, definitely. And then something that I loved about the East Coast is, like, when it would snow not too much, not too little, just enough for the bare trees to have snow on them, and it was like a picture that's yeah. something that, like, is a, a distinct, you know, picture in my mind, too, of a, a beautiful view.
1: Yeah, there's, there's, like, a specific window for that, I feel, you know. Sometimes when night is falling and it's snowing and the street lamps are on and it really is lovely and there's nothing like it.
0: Yeah, I miss that, too, because mm-hmm. I didn't take that for granted either. Like, on the East Coast, I would always love that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something that I obviously don't see that, obviously, out here. Um, okay, do you believe in love at first sight?
1: do I do I believe in love at first sight wow um I wonder if I would have answered this differently 10 years ago maybe
0: the rom-com um, in you the rom-com lover in you
1: the rom-com lover in me yes the rom-com lover in me would say yes but I, I just I think that the older I get the more I really appreciate how um, the potential that I think a relationship could have to grow, whether it's like through from a friendship and then turning into something more or so I don't necessarily know if I do believe in it. I don't know. This is so hard. I know I love, it's hard. I, I, love, I love the idea of it because I am a romantic. I love everything magical and mystical. And it just sounds so enchanting to me. Um, but
0: I know you almost don't want to shut down the idea because it is so right. sweet but realistically like if you really think about it like love at first sight I wonder the only if it's thing different keeping
1: me from the only thing keeping me from saying no is my freshman year at Salve Regina my professor did you know um did you Dean trainer no did you ever have him Mm-mm. so he was the Dean but he was my professor professor excuse me professor for my English class freshman year and he was amazing and captivating and he was probably in his maybe early 60s and I and just incredibly this intellectual man who was so deep and prophetic and he told us the story about how he had gone to this big fundraiser or ball or something and saw his wife across the room and he believed He fell in love with her at first sight before he even met her. And this man was practical and pragmatic and smart and scientific. And so to hear someone like him profess this certainty makes me want to be on team love at first sight.
0: I love that because he is so smart and he is so intellectual. So for him to say that. But then I wonder, you know, like on the other side of it, is it because they did end up getting married and they did end up having this beautiful life? So then, of course, like looking back on that moment, it feels like the, you know, beginning of it. You know what I mean? Like you could sort of like a little bit rewrite history. You know what I mean? Because it did work out.
1: It just seemed like he knew and it was... It was going to happen. Like he felt so secure that this woman was going to find out that they were in love. I don't know. It's, it was a very, it was a very romantic story.
0: Well, in Jessica Simpson's book as well, she said when she saw Nick Lachey, she said, hello, my life. And she just told her mom, that's the man I'm going to marry. So she felt it as well.
1: Yeah. And they were, you know, they started out as a really great couple.
0: Yeah. So, it's Not possible. Not
1: personally, but
0: <laughs> Okay, what's next?
1: Is it it's my turn, right? Mhm. Okay. Uh what TV shows did you watch as a kid?
0: Oh, okay. I'm t- I didn't unlike some people, <clears throat> Julie, I didn't have the Disney Channel growing up.
1: I didn't have it either. My friend did around the
0: corner. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, I didn't have a friend around the corner who had Disney either, Julie, so some of us were limited in our programming, but I'm (laughs) totally a TGIF kid, totally a SNCC kid, and, um, but full disclosure, I was terrified of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like, actually.
1: Yeah. A lot of people were. I was scared just enough to make it exciting, but not terrified.
0: Okay. That's good. And it it just played slightly too late, if you ask me. Like, maybe it could have been in the first... You know, first slot, but it was in the last I think that slot. Was on I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I loved it all. I loved Punky Brewster. I loved Sister Sister. Ryan always teases me because I loved Full House, and he thought that was the corniest show even at that age. <laughs> he brags on being like a really tough, cool ten-year-old. <laughs> he said like, that show was lame and corny even back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I loved all of that. I loved uh, Step by Step. What other shows were on there? Family Matters. Family
1: Matters, Step by Step, Full House. Uh, Clarissa Explains It oh, All. Oh, yeah.
0: Clarissa Explains It All. I was, like, so um, jealous of her room and I how she had, had her own her. room. It was amazing. But how he got the ladder and went up into her room all the time, that would just never fly with Patty Lou. Uh, yeah, I
1: don't think that would fly with most moms.
0: Oh, but you know what I love? I have a distinct memory of always watching um, – what was that show called with Tim Allen?
1: Oh, um,
0: Home Improvement. Home Improvement. I would always watch that with my my dad, and that was like a Me great too. memory. Yeah, dad's dad's loves Tim Allen. Dad's Stan. Oh, my
1: loved <laughs> my dad still loves Tim Allen.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, that no, I was, loved.
1: I, lo- I loved that show.
0: Oh, and you know what else? I loved. I loved any uh, Mary Kate and Ashley vehicle. I liked uh, that. Uh, it takes no, not the... was it, it takes two of the show. What was the show when they were kind of like tweens?
1: it takes two was the movie
0: yeah so what was that show oh what was
1: that show
0: remember they were like 11 12 ish 13 ish
1: no i i only know their movies oh no
0: hang on we got to get to the bottom of this did
1: they have a show
0: hang on mary kate and ashley it was another show where they didn't have a mom again mary kate and ashley's show two of a kind
1: I, I didn't know they
0: had a show. They had a show. I promise. I'm sure people are screaming at the this episode right now. Yeah,
1: they're like, how could you not? They're like, was... how do you not
0: remember? And I know I do that to podcasts all the time. Oh, so little time. So little time. And they, you know, why I, I loved that show because first of all, I stand Mary Kate and Ashley even to this day. They're so cool, but yeah, also so- I loved like I was around that age, and so I was so jealous of their uh, wardrobe. They had these like sp-
1: they always had killer wardrobes. Killer
0: wardrobes. Spaghetti strap, little tank tops that Patty Lou would not let me wear, cute skirts, and they would have like this cute bob haircut and they would twist the top into like mini space buns. And I was just <laughs> like, "Wow, goals."
1: <laughs> Man, I Wait, two of a kind was another se- series they were in. I'm I'm down the rabbit hole now, you're right. Oh
0: yeah. You can so you can go down are... a deep Mary Kate Ashley rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, it
0: for is sure. real. It's worth it. I, it's worth it. But yeah, that show. But I always was like, "Oh my gosh, another show where they don't have a mom. Like, is this part of their contract?"
1: Because right. like it, <laughs> the motherless twins.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like their brand. But yeah, I loved all that. You know, programming. It was oh, all that. All that. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. I loved yeah, all that fun. stuff. I was way into it. All the '90s stuff, and even the, yeah, even the cartoons, Rugrats, Ah, yeah, um, totally. Real um, Monsters, all that good stuff so good. Okay. What's one chore you wish you never had to do again but it would always be done? Mm. I already know hands down it's mine is cleaning the bathroom.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I'd love to not do that and have it always be done.
0: Always be done that'd be the best. I don't mind. Like I actually kind of enjoy cleaning. It's sort of like, you know, helps with my anxiety to just be like moving, yep. getting things done. And sometimes when you feel like out of control with other areas of life, if you like clean up your space, I feel like that always helps me like feel a little bit better, like a quick fix, but I 100%. never want to go in that bathroom.
1: No, I agree. I'm, I'm using the same one because that really is the first thing that came to mind. And honestly, I love cleaning my kitchen.
0: Yeah. Like you find joy in it.
1: I love kitchen cleaning.
0: And I'm sure other people would say like, oh, I would always want dinner to be made, but you actually like enjoy cooking.
1: Oh, I love cooking.
0: So yeah. it's like, but cleaning the bathroom, like find me a person who finds joy in that.
1: Yeah, there's nothing exciting about that to me. That's my answer. Clean
0: if somebody's it. listening and they enjoy cleaning their bathroom, can you please send me um, at least a 10-paragraph <laughs> explanation of why? Wonderfieldweek at needs gmail.com. To be yeah, it I needs don't understand. Okay, your turn.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite piece of clothing that you own?
0: oh you know I love a fur coat a faux fur coat really fur.
1: you do love a faux fur I
0: love a faux fur I have a leopard faux fur I have a baby pink faux fur Wonderfield pink if you will I'm trying to coin Wonderfield pink as a color
1: oh I love it
0: um that is a staple that I do love but you yeah. know I have this one pair of uh, leopard heels and I wore leopard heels at my wedding um that's like my statement piece. And I feel like it really goes with everything. And so and that might be my favorite.
1: That's a, a great answer. A leopard heels. Yeah.
0: It was tough between the faux fur and the, and the heels. But those heels have been through some things, so. Yeah,
1: I love that. A little nostalgia there with some style.
0: And my grandmother, Stella, Nana Stella, would love that answer too.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: Biggest pet peeve.
1: Okay, I... I can answer this. Let's hear it. I feel confident in my answer. I hope that listeners agree with this. It is perhaps a non-traditional pet peeve, but maybe something that when you hear, you'll think, you know what, you're right. That is a big pet peeve of mine. We live, I live in New England, in Massachusetts, around Boston, and people are, are terrible drivers now. That's not the pet peeve. I know this to be a fact. I grew up here. They're horrible. They're rude. They go all over the place. They don't let you in. They're just awful. But my pet peeve is when I decide that I am going to be a peaceful, good Samaritan and I'm driving and it's like crazy traffic and someone is desperately like trying to make a turn or get in and I let them go, even though I have the right of way, my pet peeve is when they don't give me the wave. Like the oh, thanks. The,
0: the wave. Acknowledgement. The, the acknowledgement. She the wants wave. her accolades.
1: I want my accolade because it is a big deal. We all have places to go.
0: Oh my gosh, do you hear yeah. that car zooming by right now? Someone's mad at you outside my apartment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they are not acknowledging that like I have completely subverted the norm, which is to be a jerk and to like keep my head straight ahead, facing forward, not look at them, pretend like I don't see them out of the corner of my eye trying to inch in, which is what most people would do. Mm -hmm. I let them in and then they don't even look at me. They don't smile. They don't wave. They just barge their way in and get on with their busy, busy day because they have important places to be.
0: That is not okay. And karma is going to get them. Julie, don't worry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean though. That's
0: so annoying.
1: Sometimes I'll passive-aggressively, not to them, but in my car, just shout, you're welcome.
0: Yeah, sometimes I've done that. I've done that sometimes. Like, if I'm holding the door for someone, like, at the bank or somewhere, and they're just, like, extremely rude and just walk past, I'm like, you're welcome.
1: Yeah, come on. People have some manners. Yeah. A little bit of courtesy. Courtesy never killed anyone.
0: Okay, your turn.
1: Okay. Uh, Okay, this is kind of an interesting one. Now, this can be from TV or literature, Okay. And the question is, what fictional character do you relate to the most?
0: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you really want to bring up this fight?
1: Oh <laughs> boy.
0: We're really going to do this in front of the people?
1: I don't know because I'm I may or may not have changed my stance a little bit on this. So I, I actually have, to have too. You, okay. You
0: you <laughs> can have you can have her. <laughs> oh, okay. You
1: can have her. So you to, can't change your stance because I changed my stance.
0: Oh my gosh! If we change our stance to the same person, I'm hanging up. Go ahead. Okay, so it. to give the people a background, Julie and I for about 15 years have been fighting about who's the carry from Sex and the City. And I mean, we've had long debates, sober debates, drunk debates, all kinds of debates.
1: All kinds, lots of debating has happened. And I
0: mean, Julie went to Harvard, so she, she basically like spokes me in all of our arguments, logic, reason, examples, um, resources. She gives it all. But, you know, the, when I watched Sex and the City back, it, it didn't age all that well. It
1: didn't. And
0: Carrie is not, you know, that great of a person. She's looking... kind of
1: a brat.
0: She's kind of a terrible friend, kind of a terrible girlfriend,
1: but... Yeah, she mistreats people. So I am happy, so happy to defer to you. If you want to take over the Carrie title, then you can have her.
0: Who did you switch to? Don't even say it.
1: Well, the thing is... I feel as though it is glaringly obvious for like who you would be switching to and who I would be switching to.
0: Okay. Who are we switching to?
1: So I'm totally Miranda and you're totally Charlotte.
0: Finally, we can agree. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so seen, validated, and heard. I am finally understood in the Sex and the City cosplay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. so, So we're ditching Carrie. We're done with her.
1: We're done with Carrie.
0: I love Charlotte.
1: You are like Charlotte is wonderful.
0: Why did I sleep on Charlotte all these years?
1: I don't know. But don't you remember that I was insisting all the years years that you were Charlotte when you had said that you were Carrie?
0: Yeah, you were right all along.
1: Thank you. Let the
0: record show.
1: I will say that I was wrong to also try and snatch the Carrie title, and I I was wrong.
0: I guess yeah. all I really wanted from Carrie was her nameplate necklace, which I have, and the heels, uh-huh. which I have, and yeah. the crazy hair, which I still work on trying to get that kind of volume and curl. But you I know,
1: think I just wanted the career as a writer.
0: True. So we had different reasons. True. We had different yeah. reasons for it. But at the end of the day, I'm a Charlotte. I stand strong in that. Let the record show. Episode twenty in 2020. I, Caitlin Corey, am a Charlotte.
1: I, Julia Rakaskis, endorse that statement.
0: Okay, I'm into it. Okay, favorite rom-com? Oh, gosh. That's like Sophie's Choice for you.
1: That's so hard because I have seen every single one that has ever been produced. I feel like you've
0: even seen the ones that aren't that popular.
1: I have. I've seen them all. If there's anything mildly romantically comedic about a film i have seen it
0: okay so ryan has never seen any rom-coms really so he shows me like classic movies that i should have seen and i show him classic rom-coms that he should have seen and we just watched one last weekend that was not good (sighs) and it starred my favorite person on this planet jennifer aniston queen jennifer aniston and it's um picture perfect
1: yeah, saw it, not that
0: good. Grossly miscast with Jay Moore.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Oh, if that was Matthew McConaughey, that would have been so different.
1: Yeah, I I could have pulled some anecdotes from my rom-com database for you about that. That's Yeah, that's and
0: a- fun fact, Ryan was so appalled by the Jay Moore casting in that movie <laughs> that he did a deep dive the next day into what 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 went wrong. <laughs> and he he found out that She screen-tested with six different actors, none of which were Jay Moore. And at the time, if you remember, she was dating – now I'm not going to know his real name. He he was in Friends with her, um, Joshua, remember? Uh, Oh, she was dating him? Tate something or something Tate. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's screaming at me again. I can feel it. Well, anyways, very handsome actor that was in Friends with her. The episode – he was Joshua – And Tate Donovan. Tate Donovan, thank you. So she was dating him at that time, and she was really trying to push for him, I guess. This is according to Ryan's research. I have no, you know, I did not see it for myself. But he said that she was trying to get him, you know, an audition because they already obviously had chemistry. He didn't get an audition, and Jay Moore was not one of the six people she'd screen tested with, and then she showed up to set actually not knowing who it was going to be. And in walks Jay Moore. What? And that movie is bad, y'all. Bad.
1: What a crazy story.
0: I know. So that being said, what's your fave? That's my least fave.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. So I'll start by saying, hopefully I'm not omitting want a front runner because there are so many that I love. And as you know, I've seen everyone on the planet, but the first one. And I think this really is my number one, but again, hopefully I'm not forgetting something. I love Notting Hill.
0: Ooh, Hugh
1: Grant. Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. It's timeless, it's classic, it's funny, it's romantic, it's got all of the elements, it's the perfect formula, and I just it's so good. I love it.
0: Does it take place it takes place in England?
1: It takes place in London. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. Of course. That has Uh, Julia Rakowskis written all over it.
1: It's so good. And it's uh, that I had a, I just, I remember because I I thought the two of them have great chemistry, Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. And, um, and I had, there were so many laugh out loud moments for me and the story, I mean, I won't really get too into it, but Hugh has this amazing quirky group of British friends who are so funny and so lovely and so endearing and Julia plays this movie star and the way they fit to each other's worlds is beautiful and like I said it's hilarious too so if you haven't seen Notting Hill you should see it.
0: Are you going to be mad at me when I tell you that I've never seen Notting Hill?
1: I'm going to be jealous of you because that means you get to watch it for a first time.
0: Okay, I'm glad that you're giving it such a rave review because after Picture Perfect, I have to show Ryan a good good rom-com.
1: I think you and Ryan should watch Notting Hill tonight. That's what I think. Oh, I can't.
0: It's Oscar Sunday.
1: Oh, right. You have to get to the red carpet.
0: Clearly, I have to get out of these pajamas and into my couture.
1: Into your leopard heels.
0: Naturally. Okay, (laughs) that's a good one. Okay, I'm going to watch that one, though, this week for sure.
1: Okay, for you, let's see. I'll give you an easy one. Salty snacks or dessert.
0: Oh, salty! I think I'm made of just all salt. I'm chip. I'm chips all day. I'm, I'm chips and guac. I'm chips and salsa. I'm potato chips. I'm Fritos, Doritos, Tostitos, all of the edos. I'm all there. All of the
1: edos. Yeah. This is why we're. This is the real, true reason why we're friends.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could give up the sweets forever, and mm-hmm. just stick with the salts.
1: I'm right there with you.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, that's like something every every month I try to tell myself. Maybe my 30-day challenge will be no chips. And then I'm like, nah, got <laughs> to be true to who I am.
1: Nah, I don't think so.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, best book you've ever read?
1: Ooh. Well, okay. My favorite book that has been since childhood that I've reread a number of times is The Giver by Lois Lowry. It's a good one. It's a great one. Um, I love the message, the characters, the writing. i i It's obviously it's, you know, young adult fiction, but it's it's wonderful. Um,
0: what year did you read it? What grade?
1: Oh, let's see. It must have been sixth grade. Okay, sixth yeah. Sixth grade or sixth grade. Because one
0: of the kids on ninety four read it this year, and she's in sixth grade. And for some reason, it felt like she was young to be reading it. But then I guess that tracks. That's about right.
1: Yeah, I think it, sixth grade, I think.
0: I guess I just can't come to terms with that she's getting older. <laughs> it just yeah. felt like, oh my gosh, you're already at the giver stage of life.
1: I know, that's wild that she's already reading young adult dystopian fiction.
0: Yeah. <laughs> did you read all the Harry Potters and those kind of books? Are you into those kind of books or no?
1: Um, I did read them all, but just a couple of years ago. So kind of after everything, the craze had calmed down just because I never had and they really hold up she's a wonderful they're really good yeah yeah they're really good they're well crafted they're well written the characters the fantasy world that she's created created is I can see how it becomes addictive for people it's wonderful it really is a wonderful series um but if I have to pick one was it favorite book
0: best book you've ever read I mean you could just take it as you've as you take it you know
1: So I'm going to choose a book that is not very well known and it's called Quentin's and it's by Irish author Maeve Binchy, who is actually my favorite author and the reason I'm going to qualify this as my best book is because first of all she's an amazing writer she is a she's this woman from Ireland and her stories take place in Dublin or small villages around and she's such a storyteller they're so captivating and they're heartwarming and there are struggles and they just really capture the everyday minutiae of humanity um so I love her and I love this book Quentin's Quentin's was the name of a restaurant in the book because it was kind of the gateway for me to get into more of her novels my mom is a big fan and so she gave me my first Maeve Binchy book and then the two of us would go on to read all of them and kind of share them and borrow them from each other and so, um, oh, you're gonna
0: so have yeah. to send me one because I'd like to read it.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to. Oh, I love giving people Maeve to read, she's so so good. I feel
0: so like cool many times in the past, you we've sent each other books, and I love mm-hmm.
1: that. I love that too. Um, it's a great way to, uh, you know, to expand your reading horizon.
0: And books are kind of like low key expensive, and so yeah, if you could get are. a couple people to at least read the copy you buy, I mean, that's why I like Audible, you get like the membership, you get the discounts, and all this. But yeah, when you like actually physically buy a book, it's nice if you can pass it on.
1: Yeah, agreed. i love to do that with mine. The more people who read them, the more joy it brings me. And
0: I'll definitely link that in the bio if anyone wants to look into that author too.
1: Yes, she's awesome. Um, Okay, here's an interesting one for you. And I feel like lots of answers pop into my mind for you for this question.
0: Okay, let's see. If
1: there was an Olympics for everyday activities what activity would you have a great chance at winning a medal
0: in? I'm literally always, always, always on time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like my dad calls himself the time man, and it was like always an ongoing running joke when we were younger, like, time man. I told you I'd be there in 11 minutes, and like he can do it down to the second, and I don't know if that's genetic or if it was (laughs) nature versus nurture, and he just trained me to be that way. I literally, well, it gives me such anxiety to be late, and I feel like Mm -hmm. it's so rude to be late, um, but then on the other side of it, I don't mind when other people are late meeting me, but I like freak out if I'm the one running late. So I could definitely um, win an award for always being on time and I'm a super good organizer. Yes, you are. And I could do it pretty quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like for example of
1: the
0: time? yeah, because the there you go.
1: <laughs> <So> <laughs> they go hand in exactly. hand.
0: So like, for example, yesterday I had work and all the kids were out of the house, like doing different activities. So I was just home and I was like, you know what? This is a perfect time to like organize their drawers and their closets and their shoe bins and the things that kind of like get away from you, Mm -hmm. you know, after a while. And I had that place like whipped into shape in no time. And my mom always encourages me to do it because she's like, come on, you can make it like bought my apartment. She's like, you can make it a dollhouse in under an hour. Let's go like get it together.
1: (laughs) And I also love that saying.
0: Yeah, you can make it a dollhouse in less than an hour. She always says that to me. And then I do, like once you clean up and you get all organized, you light a candle and you're like, dang, that was an hour well spent. But I actually like enjoy organizing.
1: Yeah, you do. You and my sister-in-law Arlen both love organizing and are so, so good at it. Yeah, like
0: put on a podcast, put on an Audible book and I get lost for hours.
1: And I will say to your listeners, to speak to the time piece, Caitlin and I scheduled a call at 3 p.m. today, and she called me at 2.59 in 30 seconds.
0: Wow. When I said I was on time, I actually meant I'm always a little early. I'm actually (laughs) always early to the point that I, like, sit in my car like a creep. like Because sometimes you can't go into a place too, too early, like for an appointment or to meet somebody, and I'm like, oh, I tried to be on time, but here I am. Like
1: I think that's way better than being late though. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. I'd rather like sit there and like, you know, catch up on my Instagram or whatever while I'm in the car and like
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I just like can't stand running late. It puts me in the worst like tizzy. Mhm. So agree yeah, with if it. I was getting medals, I'd be getting a gold in time management and a gold in organization. I love it. I like Great it answer. too. Okay, <laughs> this is a good one. What's something beloved that you can't stand? Everybody loves it and you don't.
1: Okay. Nutella. Everybody
0: loves Nutella and I can't stand Nutella.
1: Um I feel this way about the movie Bridesmaids.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Everybody f- loves it. It's beloved. about it. It's the funniest thing in the world and I watched it and literally did not laugh once. Wow. Not once. I didn't think it was funny. Wow. I don't understand what the hype was all about.
0: You think it's massively overrated?
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, okay, I'm going to cheat and do two questions at once because my next question is, what's something unpopular that you love?
1: Oh, okay. Um, let's see.
0: It's not picture perfect starring Jennifer Aniston, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not picture perfect. Something unpopular that I love. Um, uh, 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 uh. Okay, well, this might be like an unconventional answer, but I love going for a walk when it's raining out.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. See, no one that's, would do that.
1: That's, that's, I guess that's not really something that's unpopular that I love. Like that's not a big trend, right? That's just No, but big... I think
0: people would be like, oh, I love when I'm supposed to go exercise and then it rains and I don't have to go. And you're mm-hmm. like the opposite. You're like, no, I'm going to go out.
1: Yeah, I enjoy it. I, there's just something that is, you know, kind of – calming and pretty about it to me
0: I like it okay so now you have to do two back-to-back sorry oh, I back totally back. ruined the jive
1: oh my god my bad totally okay okay let's see um, <clears throat> okay well I can put two that kind of go together together okay. the first first thing is can you name um, one of your highlights from last summer
0: oh my gosh you're really testing somebody with a bad memory last summer oh yeah okay last summer we okay so I was a co-maid of honor in my sister-in-law's wedding Ryan's sister got married and uh, Jen our other sister-in-law and I were the co-maids of honor and we threw this killer uh, bachelorette party in Newport Mm -hmm. uh, which is a favorite of ours you know and it was really fun because Ryan's sister really loves cats and we call her, like, you know, not a crazy cat lady, but, yeah, you know, like, as a joke, a crazy cat lady. So we themed it as a cat chillerette. Amazing. And we all wore cat ears and, you know, went out in the town in our cat ears. And then um, our hashtag was Mary's getting meowed. <laughs> and it was actually really fun. Maybe not to anybody else, but Jen and I were getting a kick out of it. So <laughs> it was fun. And, uh, you know, it was nice because... Um, her wedding gave us like a ton of excuses to fly home. Last year we had her, uh, we went for like a family trip home in May, and then we had her bachelorette in August, and then we had her wedding in September. So it was just kind of like a fun year. Um, so that kind of whole spring, summer, fall was actually really fun. But yeah, the cachelorette, that was a good time.
1: Yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay, and then my second one is what is your favorite thing to do outdoors?
0: Okay, um, I really like hiking because there's just so many places to hike in California. But something that I like to do because, you know, it's a little less work, is having a picnic. And Ryan and I always go to Pepperdine University, which is in Malibu. And they have like a man-made body of water in there, like a little lake. And um, we like to sit like by there and just bring like, even if we don't make the food for the picnic, even if we just bring takeout like salad, salads or something and it's kind of nice to sit over there and have a picnic and be outdoors. That's lovely. I'm not a huge outdoorsy person like you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really like to be – I'm, I'm like an indoor cat for sure. But um, you do a lot of hiking. I try to because because this, in California, like especially Southern California, there's really no excuse. It's it's nice out most of the year. So, mm-hmm. like, you kind of feel like a waste if you're just, like, wasting the beautiful day. Like, I live for a gloomy day. Um yeah. And they're rare. So most of the time it's sunny and there's so many places to hike and that's just like such a big activity out here for staying fit and it's free. Like my Pilates classes are so expensive, so it's kind of nice to do like a free activity. Um, Yeah, so
1: that's a good point.
0: But I also really like just having, you know, drinks on an outside patio. (laughs) It's about as outdoorsy as I like to get. I mean, I'm always down for
1: that too. Yeah,
0: like I love like, you know, going to Malibu to like Malibu um, farm and having Froze out on there. Their peer. That's yeah, it pretty sounds fun. amazing. Yeah. I know. I wish I was more outdoorsy. Or maybe I don't. I'm just not that outdoorsy. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. You find $100 in your pocket. Everyone you know is busy. How do you spend the day and the money?
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I would start off... Um... Okay, and I'm, I'm also going to very, I'm going to use this money very selfishly because the question makes me, right? <laughs> yeah, it's all about
0: you. It's your $100 bill and it's your day, girl.
1: Okay. I would start off with, well, oh no, I don't know that I would.
0: <laughs> now you're giving like really budget conscious with your $100. Now I
1: am. Now I'm like, oh, I should like give it to someone who really needs it.
0: Oh yeah. no, come on. You got to just spend it. Okay, I'm changing it. You find $100 in your pocket. It says on the money to be spent (laughs) only by Julie (laughs) Rukoskis. You got to be a little selfish in New Street sometimes.
1: In that case, case, I would go get a pedicure because that to me is such a luxury and I haven't had one in probably a year. It just sounds amazing. Um, And then I would... What would I do? I would probably try to find something um, like live theater happening, like go see a show. I think that that's it. Yeah, make a petting here and go see a cool show. I've been to a lot of cool shows actually in the last few weeks, but um, I love seeing live performances, music, theater, dance, anything like that.
0: Yeah, that's a very Julie day. I feel like you would like, yeah, do the petty. Do this show and, like, take yourself for a drink. I feel like you would do yeah. that.
1: Yeah. I would totally do that. Yeah.
0: That sounds like an amazing day.
1: Somewhere fun and fabulous. And because it's so cold out right now, somewhere cozy with big leather chairs and a big roaring fireplace.
0: Oh, that sounds so nice. See, I miss, like, a gloomy day. Like, I don't get that many gloomy days out here.
1: Yeah, be careful what you wish for. Uh, no,
0: I know. No, 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 I know. <laughs> it's always, like, you want what you don't have, right? You're, like, it's wishing for a sunny day. I know, I know. Um... But yeah, the the cool thing about California is uh, even when it is like so nice outside, if it is wintertime, we commit to the theme. And Mm -hmm. like, if you go inside like a a hotel lobby for some cocktails, they'll have a fire on and like a Christmas tree and it will still feel very cozy.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: So it's kind of the best of both worlds. So you're right. Yeah, no, I don't wish for a gloomy day.
1: So you might have just answered my next question, but maybe not. You tell me. The question is, what do you like most about where you live?
0: Okay, Um, let me think. Let me think of something that I haven't already said because I do love all the hiking, all the outdoors, all the beautiful views. You know what I really like about here? This is going to sound really like maybe bougie or I don't know, something. The services out here are just like so ahead of the rest of the country. So what I mean by that is like when you, I always say this, when you get a blowout, and the East Coast, and you get a blowout on the West Coast. I feel like it's really different. Like we're really up on the trends, uh-huh. and also even like skincare services. Like the facials out here, and they're so luxurious. They're so like ahead of I don't know, just like ahead of everywhere else, you know. And so I feel like we're like, and that's something that's important to me is like skincare. That's like my biggest, probably like number one luxury or self care is skincare yeah. and so I love to get a facial and if I was thinking if I had the hundred dollars I would definitely splurge the whole thing on a facial and my day would be done and I would be totally satisfied with that yeah because I just love that and I, yeah we have like really we're always really up to date and ahead of other places in terms of services and I really love that about California
1: yeah. I think that's great. That's a great answer. Skincare is so important and it's so great that you've started it from such a young age.
0: Yeah. Patty Lou was always about, you know, about that life. She was like, you yeah, better be mom, put in that coconut oil in that neck. And I was like, I'm 12. She's
1: got beautiful skin.
0: So I was like, I'm 12.
1: <laughs> you have something to aspire to there.
0: Yeah. And she would always be like, rub up, 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 never down, never down. So you know, I'm always like putting my lotion on an upward motion, you know, work against gravity. I learned that from Patty Lou and Patty Lou, that I know for a fact, if we ask Patty Lou, that would be her favorite thing about California. She loves a yeah, service she
1: loves he loves to indulge in those services when she goes out to see you
0: absolutely hundred percent okay, you're having a dinner party. you can invite four guests. who do you invite oh, and I don't mean like your family and me and stuff I mean like people we know
1: okay, so people like people I'm not like acquainted with.
0: Right. Like it could be celebrities. It could be authors. It could be, you know.
1: Oh, boy. Okay. Um,
0: this you, is hard. You claim to be so up to date with pop culture. So clearly, you know all the celebrities.
1: Well, I am very up to date with pop
2: culture. Thank you
1: very this much. This is another
0: argument that Julie and I always have. We tried. We each think we're the like queen of pop culture. We know more. One of these days, we will have an, a game show on this platform. And I will win. <laughs> Uh, And Julie will feel quite embarrassed, but since she knows so much about pop culture and celebrities, which ones are coming to your dinner party?
1: (sighs) Okay. Um, all right. So first I have to start with Hollywood's queen, Julia Roberts.
0: Second drop in this episode. She stands, Julia Roberts, guys.
1: I I stand her. What does that mean? I worship her?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not know a pop culture reference of stan?
1: No, it means I'm a fan. It means I'm a fan. Stan rhymes with fan. Sure. And it means I'm a stock. What is it? Isn't Isn't it? Isn't it like a stocking fan?
0: It's like a super fan. Like you, Stan. If you don't but know, then you don't know. Okay? I think
1: it's a combination of stocking and fan. I think that's where Stan comes from.
0: We'll, we'll get to the bottom of this, and we'll put the definition in the bio of this episode.
1: Okay, great. And it will prove my knowledge of pop culture. I have much knowledge. Okay. Okay, so you have you
0: and Julia. you got three Julia more.
1: Roberts. Um next I'm going to have to invite Shonda Rhimes.
0: Ooh, good one.
1: Because she's just phenomenal and she's intelligent and she is such a cool writer and she is so instrumental in this, you know, the women and diversity fight in Hollywood and just equal representation across the country. Um, and her book year of yes, I found so inspiring. It was about taking a year and saying yes to things that might be out of your comfort zone, but that will ultimately better you. So I've just, I've been inspired by Shonda Rhimes for a very long time. So she has to come to the party.
0: Okay. You got two more.
1: Okay. Um, next is Sarah Bareilles.
0: Ooh. Okay. You guys going to sing after dinner?
1: I also stan her because she's an amazing singer. Her songs are great. She wrote an award-winning Broadway musical and starred in it and won a Grammy and just seems like a cool girl who's from this tiny town in the woods and grew up with this amazing family who all sat around the piano. And I just want to be invited to her family's Thanksgiving because they sound awesome.
0: I love it. Is this going to be an all-ladies dinner?
1: Probably. I also read Sarah Bareilles' memoir, so I feel like we're besties. That's your kindred spirit. All right. I have to pick one more, huh? One more.
0: I think you need to bring like a comedian or someone, you know, you've got the motivational, you've got the musical, you've got the, you know, movie star. We need somebody funny. Who's going to crack the jokes?
1: Tina Fey. Tina Tina Fey. Yes. She will be there with me, Julia, Shonda and Sarah, and we will have the best time ever.
0: Oh my gosh. Can I at least waitress this dinner? absolutely okay I need to just be there in some capacity <laughs> I like <laughs> I'll invite it you to the
1: table I'll invite you to the table you so I with
0: I just listened on audible to Ross Matthews book like I said um name drop and he sells all these like amazing celebrity encounters that he's had over his long career and then the final chapter is like his dream dinner party and that's where I kind of got the idea for like the comedian thing because he had like you know someone from every sort of like to cover all the bases. And he invited 12 mm-hmm. people to his. And so it was just like pretty funny to hear who he would choose. So I, I love that question. I think it's, gives you some insight into people.
1: That's a good one. And now I'm, I'm like staring at their names next to each other in my head and thinking, how can I make this happen?
0: <laughs> I know. I think that, I think that you can manifest this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You just need to get some girl power, you know, online crowdsourcing sort of, you got to get something go, to go viral for your dinner mm-hmm. party.
1: Okay, this one is a um, an easy answer one. I don't know what your answer is, but it shouldn't be a hard one. Okay. The question is, what is the last show you binged?
0: Okay, Patty Patty Lou watches the most random stuff on Netflix, and she's like, "You gotta watch this." And so it was called The Stranger, and it's based on a book. Um, and oh, you would like it because they're British. And uh, <laughs>
1: such an Anglophile.
0: And she was, she binged it all. And so I was like, oh, okay. Patty Lou likes this. Like Ryan and I, we can just like, you know, binge it over, you know, the week every night after work. And so I was, there's so many storylines going on and Patty Lou's like, just wait, just wait. It's a web. It all comes back. It all comes back. And so I'm <laughs> yeah. like sitting there being like, Ryan, how did she keep track of all of these storylines, like there's so many. And it's like, this is a woman who we have to explain very basic shows to. And she's always laughing. We call her Dory because she forgets everything. And I'm like, mom, are you like a savant of The Stranger? Like, how are you keeping tr- I'm so confused. And she's like, just wait, just wait. And we got to the end and we were sorely disappointed. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, Fatty Lou, But I was like, just waiting for this like big, you know, thing. And it just like really didn't deliver for me. It just didn't hit for me like it did for Patty Lou. But, anyways, The Stranger on Netflix, based on a book, and I watched it this week. So.
1: And it is endorsed by Patty Lou.
0: Yeah, so. Patty Lou, I don't know. I don't know if she has stock. I don't know if she wrote it. I don't know if she produced it, but she's pushing it. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> okay. If you could switch lives with someone for the day, who would it be?
1: Oh switch lives with someone for the day? Who would it be? Um, this is a really hard question,
0: right? It has to be some, it's only one day. So you have to think about it. Like who has a very bit, like, you know, a day where you'd actually see what it's like to be them. Like it would have to be like a Kim Kardashian or a Taylor Swift or someone who like in their day would be so interesting to see how the day flows, you know?
1: I, I kind of, sort of want to choose one of my dinner guests.
0: Okay, which one?
1: Well, I think I would have to go with oh my gosh maybe Tina Fey because um, I mean she seems very down to earth but she's also such a boss lady and she's a writer and she's running her own businesses and creating all these things so I feel like she is so deeply tapped into this um, like creative artistic world, but then also living her best life in New York and like everything that it has to offer. So with no limitations. So that it just sounds very appealing to me.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Did you watch um, Taylor Swift's documentary, Miss Americana? I I did. Okay, so I think I was like, I'm like indifferent about Taylor Swift and I still am even after watching it. But Mm -hmm. something that was so interesting to watch was her writing process of coming up with the songs because we obviously know the real words because it's so much later so to watch her through that process to get there and like when watching like her wheels move and watch the lights go off like when she gets the when she finally it clicks for her I felt like that was so interesting that I was like oh my gosh if I could switch lives with someone for the day it would be someone like a creative like that to see what that process feels like.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. It was very fascinating to watch that.
0: Because whoever you do pick, I would want it to be their most, like, busy day where you could really see what it entails. Like, imagine being Kim Kardashian for the day. No matter how you feel about her, um, imagine, like, going through a day as she goes through a day. Because watching Taylor Swift come out of the hotel or wherever she was coming out of and having all those people, all those yeah. cameras, all, that must be, like, so wild.
1: I can't imagine
0: it might be nice to try it for one day because then you can just, like, go back to your own life.
1: I imagine as a day-to-day thing, it gets very overwhelming. I
0: think so, too. But that would be interesting to try for a day. I'm totally, like I said, a house cat to the point where I would only want to do that for a day and then I would have to go into, like, hiding and hibernation for at least a month.
1: I agree with that. Yeah.
0: Okay, your turn.
1: Okay. um, Among your friends, what are you best known for? Hmm
0: like to think, and you can tell me if I'm wrong,
1: um, (laughs) that I'm
0: a good sounding board for my friends and I'm always down to listen and not just like, you know, listen and let them vent, but I'm actively listening and really trying to sort what would be the best advice to give back to them. And sometimes, you know, you don't want someone to fix everything for you when you're venting. And sometimes you do want someone to give you like some actual Advice of what to do. So I try to, I like to think that I try to really listen to people and sort of like, as I'm listening, think about what would be the best way to approach this that would be the most beneficial. Um, because I really do like talking to people and listening, especially, of course, your friends and people I love. So I like to listen and I like to problem solve with them or just like cry with them and listen with them, laugh with them, whatever they may need at that time.
1: I feel like you really nailed that question. Thank you. Because that's that's definitely a quality that I appreciate about you.
0: And you're the, you have that quality as well. Thank you. What's something they should teach in school but they don't?
1: Financial literacy. Financial Thank literacy. You. Financial literacy.
0: Preach it girl. Like
1: they'll they'll sometimes now do it as a you know, the school that I work at, I know there are some teachers who are fantastic about it. Um, I think it should be ingrained in the curriculum from a younger age and onward because it I feel like our generation did not get it and that's why this whole student loan crisis has happened and I just think things need to be more transparent students need to understand how to budget and balance a checkbook and um, figure out how to operate financially in the real world and I think that a lot of schools now do implement financial literacy but it's like a workshop or a one-off or exactly their their junior year but it should be something every year that is taught and i will stand on that soapbox until the day i collapse
0: i fully agree and i feel like i try to do it where i can like when i was a teacher or even being a nanny like okay you can get a toy at target it has to be ten dollars or under. Like same with your the question about the hundred dollars. Like how are you going to budget it? Are you going to account for taxes? Because the tri- they sometimes they might find something like this is ten dollars. I'm like oh, but it's actually going to be more when we get to the register. Like sorting out like w- the real value of money and how yeah. things really work. Absolutely. And something that I used to always do. When the kids I and nanny for were, were younger, when we'd go to like McDonald's or something or to get ice cream, I would give them the cash and they would have to go up to the register by themselves and they would have to order, pay. That's
1: very empowering.
0: For yes. A young kid. Wait for the change, get the receipt, and bring it all back because that was something I was so shy at. That was like one way my anxiety would always come out was I didn't want to order. So if yeah. I would go somewhere with my older brother and we were like ordering like subs across the street at the sub shop like I would make him order for me and mm-hmm. like that's something I didn't want these kids to be like so shy and like so overthinking every little thing that I'm like no you can do it like from a young young age when they still don't have that um fear yet and the embarrassment and so if I'm like okay if they can learn it young then they'll carry that with them because
1: yeah, that I was something I was lacking you were able to instill that in them after experiencing it yourself that's
0: always the biggest thing right like when when you went through it It's something you want to make sure you don't, you know, you wouldn't want that for somebody else.
1: Absolutely. But, yeah, I didn't
0: learn anything about finances in school, and I'm still learning now, like, in my mid-30s. I am at the ripe
1: old age of 35. I'm still learning.
0: Seriously. Okay, we're getting (laughs) close. I have five left. You should have five left. I have four left. Oh, okay, 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 perfect.
1: Okay. What is the worst job you've ever had?
0: Okay... I worked at a coffee shop when I was 15. Shout out the Java house. Was uh, a waitress at Amron's, teacher, childcare. The thing is,
1: you've never really minded being a worker. So maybe this question doesn't even pertain to you.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, you know, because I am not really outdoorsy, I didn't love doing the summer camp at school. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was so outdoorsy and like ex- like going out into the blazing heat and like going on field trips and I was like, this stinks <laughs> and I like, yeah,
1: I could definitely see that and we get some hot days here. Yeah,
0: I mean, there are some aspects of every job that are like, boo. but yeah, I just like uh, I'm not you know, I'm not shy when it comes to work. I love being busy. I actually really like waitressing.
1: Yeah, I, I see that. I sometimes I miss it. sometimes I don't, but sometimes I do.
0: I miss the fast cash.
1: The fast cash is amazing. The fast
0: cash is great.
1: And knowing that you could, if you like, had a trip coming up and you needed, you could pick up shifts, like you could work more and earn more before you were taking off, which is, it's that was a, a nice part to have kind of like a flexible um, degree to your. Oh, thing. yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, yeah, I've kind of liked, you know, it's like anything. Jobs have good and bad parts.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: What's something you want to learn to do?
1: I think I'd like to, speaking about Dorsey, um, I'd like to learn a little bit more, like I'm a very beginner to intermediate hiker when I go on like the Appalachian Mountain Club trips or, so like there's some really cool trainings they have about backpacking, and winter hiking, and equipment, and gear, and like first responding in the wilderness. And I'm really interested in those things. So that would be something cool that I would love to learn more about.
0: Oh my gosh, how are we such good friends? We are so opposite. I know. I'm like, that sounds like a nightmare.
1: You know what's really funny is that we had the same first question, but not one since then. I know. I love that. How funny. Um, okay, yeah. I can see
0: you doing that and I kind of feel like in a year when we fast forward you're going to be like backpacking through Europe or something because you love Europe you're getting really into this hiking outdoorsy and like survival stuff and I feel like I'm going to lose you to a backpacking trip
1: well it's very possible what a way to go though
0: I like it it's only going to be a temporary loss and I'll I'll visit yeah. you and I will stay at a five-star hotel while you are in a tent I might try to
1: do Best of both worlds. It's, this is not to say that I don't love a good hotel.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love a good hotel. I love
1: a good hotel. Oh my
0: gosh. Okay. So
1: fun. So luxurious. Okay. My next one for you is, um, when you were a kid, what seemed like the best thing about being a grown grownup? Mm. I loved this question.
0: Uh, <laughs> this would be very problematic in 2020, but when I was eight, I dressed as a bride <laughs> that may not have good connotations in 2020 looking back like child bride but I really always wanted to be married and I always wanted to be a mom and that like I couldn't wait to do it and I, I still really am
1: really adorable I think
0: I'm still striving toward the motherhood yeah. but I did I mean I got married pretty young um yeah. but I always wanted to be a bride when, you were 10. when I was 10 I literally <laughs> walked around in my costume okay so wait no how old are you when you're in second grade I must've been eight, right? Eight, seven. Yeah,
1: that sounds right.
0: So I must've been seven or eight because I I remember I was in second grade and I was a bride and that's when you make your first communion. And my dad, and I would wear my bridal costume all through my house, like every day leading up to Halloween. And my dad would be like, Patty, she's gonna ruin her communion dress. Why is she wearing it around? And he was like, she was like, Jay, it's her Halloween costume. It's like a cheap bridal dress. That's not her communion dress. So I spent a lot of age seven being in white dresses, and that really set the tone. Yeah. Yeah. I always want because I just thought it was so cool. Like, oh, you're gonna have like a boyfriend. You're gonna, it's gonna propose to you. You're gonna get married, and just all seemed very glamorous.
1: And you did, and it was very glamorous. It It was was really fun.
0: Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite thing about yourself?
1: Oh God, that's hard.
0: I know. It's so easy if I ask you what your favorite thing about me is, but it's so hard to answer about yeah. yourself, right?
1: Yes. Um,
0: but it's I good. Think... To, it's good to love on yourself, and then we're recording this on a Sunday, so hashtag you know Self Love Sunday.
1: Self Love Sunday. Okay. My favorite thing about myself. I. Really, uh, this is such a hard question. I know. How could you, this is really, okay. <laughs> Um,
0: Is it your winning personality, your piercing blue eyes, your amazing soul, your generous spirit, your ability to make everything fun?
1: You know, funnily enough, it's not any of those things. Oh
0: man, those are some of my, these are a few of my favorite things about Julie.
1: Thank you. it's, I think it's, um, my willingness to, um, seek adventure maybe, or, um, to not get discouraged from doing things just because I'm doing them solo or single. Oh yeah. So I've done a fair bit of traveling alone. Um, I guess resourceful maybe and this kind of goes with resourcefulness. Like I feel like I can navigate things well by myself that I have, um, like enough street smart to be safe about things, Mm -hmm. but to still curate like some really cool adventures for myself.
0: Yeah. I love your adventurous spirit. And you are resourceful, and this is just really cementing that I'm going to lose you to a backpacking trip. You're going to take yeah. your resourcefulness, and you're going to go. Um, well, you
1: can come when I'm getting out of the woods, and I need like a great hot shower, and we can book some 5 hearts star hotel and enjoy room service together.
0: And get facials, because skincare and is key.
1: I'll get a pedicure, you get a facial.
0: Done. Sold. Sign me up.
1: Uh, okay,
0: okay, your turn.
1: I have two questions left. Okay, I
0: have three. So how did we get so out of order?
1: Because, well, I, who started?
0: We both did because it was the advice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're a mess. We're a mess. Two teachers and we can't count to twenty.
1: <laughs> okay, if you could travel back to any period of time, when would it be?
0: The Roaring Twenties, not it's this awesome. Roaring Twenties, the the old Roaring Twenties.
1: The old Roaring Twenties. They seem so fun. They and seem so
0: fun. Now, you now, not know, taking no
1: prohibition and like financial crisis, whatever.
0: Yeah, no, I'm only looking at it through the fashions.
1: Okay, perfect. The fashion, the dancing.
0: I would actually love to like, I don't know why or how or for what reason this would ever happen, but I'd like to do either a photo shoot or something where you dress through the the decades. And I would like to take a fashion, you know, stroll down memory lane. That's a great idea.
1: You should do that.
0: So I'd like to go back because, I mean, of course, like, I want to go back to the 50s. Clearly not for how women were treated or, like, anyone else besides men, white yeah. men. Um, but, you know, to go back for the fashions of the 50s, I'm sold.
1: I. This is why I love watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel.
0: Oh, yes. They should win the for f- costume design. Do they win for costume design?
1: Yes, they won last year for costume okay, design. Okay,
0: yeah, they definitely should. Yeah, so... Taking it for only the fashion standpoint, I would go back to the Roaring Twenties via Flapper, have myself a little cute bob across the forehead headband like you don't like. Are you the one that doesn't like that?
1: Yeah, I just cringed a little when you said that. Yeah, I
0: knew it. Julie's always been a hater of my across the forehead headbands.
1: To clarify, I love headbands and wear them all the time. We're talking about like sits above your eyebrow, right through the middle of your forehead. And it
0: always leaves a mark.
1: Not pushing your hair back, but just like a collar around your forehead.
0: You're such a hater of my, like, just trying to bring a little, you know, culture.
1: The thing is, I don't dispute that you, who in my eyes are an absolute fashion icon, look wonderful. Like, they look great. I just don't get
0: it. You just can't cosign.
1: I can't cosign. I cannot. I simply cannot.
0: You can't and you shan't. I'm would you would you rather be stuck on a deserted island with someone you love for 10 years or someone you hate for a month? And I just broke my rule of not saying hate in 2020 but just for this question.
1: Um I think I would rather be with someone I hate for a month. 10 years is a long time to be deserted and not see like my family and friends. And I think that it would be a really great exercise and patience and acceptance for me to be with someone that I don't get along with on an island.
0: And if you're with someone you love for 10 years, I wonder if the love would remain because that would yeah. be a stressful 10 years.
1: The spark might just go out.
0: Yeah. Okay, I agree with that answer. I have the same.
1: Okay. If, this is my last question.
0: Okay, I have two. So should I do another one?
1: Yeah, do another one. Okay.
0: What's something you wish was free?
1: Oh college
0: so true I was gonna say I would say rent slash mortgage yeah
1: yeah education I guess is my bigger answer yeah
0: education yes
1: my loan debt is ridiculous and slightly crippling and it's unfortunate it's college education
0: education okay love it okay now I have one more too so you go okay
1: if your life was a movie oh my god
0: Julie stop Mine is who who would play the movie version of your life? Are you kidding me? me? I'm screenshotting this. I have one question. I'm literally texting you. Oh my god, This is hilarious. Oh my gosh. I'm literally texting this to you. I've been deleting questions as I go. So I don't repeat. And my last question is who (laughs) would you want to play you in the movie version of your life? We are first and last questions. That is
1: chilling in a
0: very exciting way. That's so weird, and you know I was gonna save the question for last of um, what do you like most, love most about yourself? But I was like, no, this is fun. Did you just get that text?
1: Yeah. Did you get mine? Oh
0: my gosh, we are so twins. Okay.
1: That's so crazy.
0: Oh my gosh, I just got yours. I
1: can't believe this.
0: <laughs> we are truly meant to be, y'all. Okay. Oh my God. Who? Okay, you go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. I have to think.
1: I have to think too.
0: Okay. Well, you know Michelle Trachtenberg should be yours. Oh,
1: okay. I will. I will take it. I'll yeah, take it.
0: that's a good one for you. And then, um, what's that other girl's name? Um, there's another girl. I'll have to think of it. But yeah, that was the first one that came to mind for you. I'm okay, trying I to can think. think
1: i have someone who I feel like is good for you, but she's just a little bit older than you, but I would go um, maybe Sophia Bush.
0: Oh, I love Sophia Bush. I wish I had Sophia Bush's voice.
1: Yeah, but she kind of looks like you.
0: Oh, I like that. Okay, because the only people I ever get are um, musicians, like a Katy Perry or like a Taylor Swift. I never get like any actresses, like when people are like, oh, you look like so-and-so. Oh, um, I see a
1: lot of Sophia Bush um, similarity.
0: I will take it. Okay, so we cast each other in the movie. I like it. I love it. That I is absolutely. That, like, of our last question. That is absolutely hysterical that the first and last question were the same. I swear we did not send these to each other.
1: No, we didn't. We didn't. Hopefully from my unprompted squealing, you were able to clean that. But that is so crazy. That is
0: amazing. I love it. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, well, this is really fun.
1: This was super fun,
0: I loved this. This is like low key my longest episode and what did we even talk about? (laughs) But it's okay, we needed some fun, we need some light. It can't all be like very heavy topics. Um, So Julie and I have known each other for 15 years and I didn't know maybe any of these answers about you. And I feel like you learned a lot about me and I encourage everyone to play this with their friend, maybe over (laughs) drinks, maybe, you know, it's a really fun game to get to know each other. it's just really great. And thank you so much for doing this, Julie.
1: This was awesome. Thank you for having me on again. Another happy birthday shout out to Patty Lou, who made this all possible by giving me my friend Caitlin, who's amazing. We love you,
0: Patty Lou. We okay, you, Patty Lou. everyone, have yourself a wonder filled week, and we'll see you next time.